Shalom, and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Avram Fisher, and this week we read Parashat Nitzavim. Uh, Nitzavim is by itself a very short parasha. There are years when Nitzavim is read together with Vayelech, but this year Nitzavim is read uh, separately. And although it's a short parasha, there are some very, very fundamental ideas uh, in this parasha uh, which we should examine. I should also remind you that uh, in Parashat Nitzavim, uh, Moshe is continuing his uh, third and last address, lecture, shiur, to the the people. The general topic of this last uh, address is blessings and curses. Uh, he's talking about how people, uh, the people of Israel, have to be uh, aware of the consequences of keeping the mitzvot and disobeying the mitzvot. And that was discussed in great detail, sometimes even painful detail, uh, in last week's parasha in Kitavo. And now uh, Moshe uh, explores this uh, this topic uh, even further. Uh, the first part of the parasha. Uh, deals with the fact that there is an, a covenant, there's a brit, and uh, the brit is uh, an eternal, an eternal brit uh, with uh, with Hashem. Uh, and he points out that uh, all of you are together uh, to enter into this uh, brit. Uh, all of you. And that's not only uh, everybody in the uh, society at this point, uh, whether you're a prominent person, you're a leader, or you're just an average uh, laborer, everybody's together. As a matter of fact, not only uh, are you here, but even future generations are here. Uh, the way that Chazal explained it is that all of the neshamot, all of the souls, um, of everyone who is ever to be born uh, within the Jewish people has been assembled together in order to enter into this eternal uh, covenant. And Moshe points out and emphasizes uh, that the entire nation is uh, is in it together. Uh, you cannot uh, you cannot expect to receive the benefits of being part of the people that are obedient to Hashem, without yourself being obedient uh, to Hashem. So it's a responsibility of the individual to the collective and the collective to the individual. We're all uh, in it together. Uh, Referring back to last week's parasha, the tochacha, the admonition, Moshe said that if because of your sins the tochacha happens, uh, transpires such that uh, ultimately the land is uh, blighted, well the land itself will then attest to the level of your misdeeds. Uh, it, will, uh, it will be so desolate that people will just notice it. Future generations will notice it and say uh, that it must be because of the way that, uh, that you behaved. After this Initial section of the uh, parasha, uh, Nitzavim continues to uh, a very, very central topic 
uh, of this time of the year, namely the topic of Teshuvah. Uh, even though Moshe had talked about the uh, how dire the consequences could be if the children of Israel, if the Jewish people, uh, disobey Hashem, uh, but in this chapter, Moshe points out that the possibility exists for you to repent. And to repent uh, even if you are uh, very distant, even if you've been exiled from your land, the possibility of repentance uh, exists. Even in exile, you can repent and return. And a word that is repeated time and time again in this section is variants of the word shuv, to return. And as you return uh, somewhat to Hashem when you're in exile, so Hashem will respond by returning you uh, in the sense of bringing you back, bringing you closer to Him. And this will be a constant mutual relationship uh, of you returning and Hashem bringing you back more and then you returning even more. Uh, So it's a very hopeful passage uh, and uh, very important for us to remember this at this time of the year. Uh, Elul leading up to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur that repentance is uh, extended to us as a as a possibility uh, and uh, and it's a challenge and uh, uh, we are encouraged uh, to to do so. Then uh, Moshe says that this commandment, and we'll discuss this more in a moment, this commandment is not beyond you. It's not too difficult for you. Uh, it's not across the sea, nor is it in the in the heavens, but rather it is very close to you. Uh, but as we'll see in a moment, uh, it's not completely clear what mitzvah Moshe is referring to, but we'll come back to this. Uh, the last part of the parasha, as I said, this is a very short parasha, um, the last part is Moshe reiterating that you have free will, that the choice is in your hands, uh, and uh, whatever choice you made, you make, or you will make, uh, will have an effect on, uh, on the future. So, uh, choose wisely, uh, choose to uh, to be close to Hashem, uh, obedient of his uh, of his mitzvot, and then the uh, the consequences will be uh, will be very uh, blessed and beneficial. Now, when uh, when Moshe makes this point that uh, that it is not too difficult for you, nor beyond the sea, etc., uh, so he starts off by referring to it as a mitzvah. Ki mitzvah hazot, because this commandment, which I command you today, is not uh, niflate, it's not wondrous, meaning it's not uh, too difficult, uh, it's not impossible for you. Um, nor is it uh, distant from you. It's not in the heavens, uh, uh, say, such that you would say, well, who can go up to the heavens and, and, and get it for us? Uh, and then we'll be able to uh, then we'll be able to do it. Uh, no, it is not. Uh, it's not like that. It's not a heaven. It's not across the sea, uh, such that you'd be required to cross the sea in order to uh, to get it. Uh, because rather, this uh, it is very close to you. Uh, 
it's both in your mouth and in your heart to uh, to do it, to observe it, to keep it, meaning it is uh, doable, as we might say, it's accessible. The question is, um, one question is, what mitzvah is, Rashi, is uh, the Torah referring to? And uh, the other question is, um, what is the what is the goal of telling us that whatever this mitzvah may be is not across the sea nor in a distant place of, of another sort? Uh, what does the Torah want to convey? So Rashi, uh, in his uh, commentary, says uh, on the words "loba shamayimhi" that it, it is not in the heavens. So Rashi goes on to say that if it were in the heavens, well, you would be uh, obligated to go up to the heavens, if that's the only place where you could get it, in order to learn it. And by saying, in order to learn it, we understand that Rashi holds that the mitzvah that the Torah is referring to here is a mitzvah of learning, namely a mitzvah of learning Torah. And therefore, when, uh, when the passage starts off here by saying this mitzvah, it doesn't refer to one specific mitzvah, it refers to the entire corpus of the Torah uh, as one big mitzvah, uh, and that, uh, and uh, you are fortunate in that it is not so distant from you, it is accessible, although anyone who learns Torah uh, and continues to learn Torah knows that there are challenges, uh, but it's not impossible. Uh, rather, uh, the the Torah concludes this passage by saying, rather it is it's very close to you. And here Rashi says explicitly that we're talking about the Torah. Uh, in what way is it close to you? Because the Torah was given to you both in writing and, uh, and orally, uh, which might suggest that because you have more than one avenue of learning Torah, that actually makes it more accessible uh, because it's not... Simply a matter of either written or uh, oral, either of which, without the other, would be uh, would be difficult, possibly inaccessible. Uh, but it is close to you in the sense that uh, you have both written and oral, which work together uh, as a, dyna- uh, a dynamic system. Uh, and among the benefits of that is uh, that it will be uh, close to you and you'll be able to, to learn it and implement it. That is the, the position of Rashi. The Ramban disagrees. He says that the mitzvah that we're talking about here is a specific mitzvah, and it's the mitzvah of teshuvah, the mitzvah of repenting. Uh, and uh, the reason why he says this uh, why the Ramban says this is because this section comes right after the passage that talks about repentance. So, according to the Ramban, uh, what Moshe is doing, he's referring back to the most immediate topic, the topic being repentance. And he had described there, you move a little closer to God, God moves closer to you, you may start off in exile, but ultimately you will uh, you will return to the land, so you return uh, in repentance when you're outside of the land and then uh, God will help you to return even more uh, and, and that's all outside uh, that's all outside of the land but uh, when you 
when you do more and more repenting and more returning, God will make it even possible for you to return to the land. So that whole passage was talking about repentance, was talking about teshuvah, and according to the Ramban, that's exactly the mitzvah that the Torah is referring to here. And uh, the, the message is that even though teshuvah uh, really involves a change uh, of some aspect of one's life, uh, and maybe even a change of the entire direction that the entire nation is taking, uh, but he assures the people that ultimately it is doable, ultimately it is uh, accessible, uh, and that should bring uh, encouragement uh, to, uh, to the people of Israel, indeed to each and every one of us, uh, especially at this time of the year when we are all focused on uh, the possibility of, uh, of repenting, of uh, making ourselves better, uh, and more living up to uh, our potential, uh, Moshe assures us that it, it, it can be done. I thank you very much for uh, joining me uh, for this week's uh, edition of Parasha Highlights and Insights. This has been Rabbi Avraham Pitcher saying Shalom. <laughs>